gives you the big hat and no cattle Texan comes out in you when you're tipsy? He grinned lopsidedly. And secondly, his expression turned serious. Don't go getting mushy on me. I'll have you know I grew up with a hat and cattle. Mac frowned. And I'm not getting mushy on you. I just thought, you know, you might want to talk about... He made a rolling motion with his hand. Whatever. Zellner glanced around the bar, squinting at the red vinyl booths, the burly clientele, and the roaring jukebox like he'd never seen the place before. Where am I? He blinked owlishly. I could have sworn I sat down in a badass biker bar, but at some point I must have been transported into the middle of a chick flick. When he turned back, Mac made sure his expression was bland. Okay. Zellner rolled his eyes. So let's talk. Let's delve into the depths of my emotions, of how I'm feeling. Then, after we're done doing that... He batted his lashes like he was trying out for a Revlon commercial or something. We can ask the bartender to exchange our scotch for herbal tea and go find some indigo girls on the jukebox. Max snorted. His nose filled with the smells of stale beer, crushed peanut shells, and cowhide from the overabundance of leather being sported around the place. Except for the peanut shells, the scents reminded him of home, of the Lazy M ranch where he'd been born and raised. All hat and no cattle my ass. All right, shitheel, he grumbled. So maybe you're not too keen on hashing out what's jerked a knot in your tail tonight. Zellner's wide grin returned, and Mac realized with that last turn of phrase he'd proved the guy's point about the Texan coming out in him after he'd had a few. But he couldn't help it. Nor, come to think of it, would he want to. Because like most Texans... He was good and goddamned proud to say he hailed from the Lone Star State. Yeehaw, and pray the crick don't rise. But I just gotta know. This doesn't have anything to do with Agent Winterfield, does it? Luke Winterfield was a rogue CIA agent who'd leaked information about the number and location of the U.S. government's black sites to the press. Some called Winterfield a whistleblower. Matt called him a traitor. And just this morning, splashed across the headlines, was news that the bastard had found a country to grant him asylum. It had to be a major blow for every CIA agent out there, even an ex-CIA agent like Zellner. Psst. Zellner made a face. I stopped caring about the company and its shenanigans years ago. As for Winterfield, I never met the asshole. Zellner frowned and rolled in his lips before trying again. Asshole. Then what on God's green earth is tonight all about? Mac demanded. Because I gotta be honest. This whole sitting here in silence while we drink ourselves good looking thing has just about run its course with me. Zellner tipped his glass of scotch toward the opposite end of the bar. I don't want to talk about it he said. Actually, I don't want to talk about anything other than that brunette over there, and the fact that she's been eyeing the two of us like we're tall drinks of water and she's been lost in the desert for days. 
Matt glanced down the polished length of mahogany and, sure enough, there was a bird in a tight top and buttery soft biker jacket sitting near the end. She looked like she might have stepped off the cover of a motorcycle magazine, having that whole sexy without being overly pretty thing going. And when she caught him staring, she licked her ruby red lips and seductively lowered her thick, sooty lashes. Can you say invitation, ladies and gents? Even in his scotch-addled state, Mac recognized the blatant come-and-get-me-big-boy look in her eyes. Sorry, darling, but you're barking up the wrong tree. No thanks, he told Zellner, sitting back and lifting his glass of scotch to his lips. She's not my type. Zellner hooted with laughter, slamming down his empty tumbler. Type? Dear God, it's not like you're looking for a blood donor or anything. Type.